welcome to Health by Heather Hirsch, a podcast dedicated to uncovering many of the women's health issues many of us are wondering about, but few of us are talking about. My mission is to expose the current gaps in knowledge and care on all things women's health. Enjoy. I just want to remind you that my course, The Complete Guide to Menopause, Everything You Ever Wanted to Know, Your Doctor Never Told You, is available for you to take online at your own pace. This six-hour course that I created covers everything you could ever want to know about menopause. Ideally, it's like sitting with me in an office and having a long conversation about menopause, the definitions, the facts, and the evidence behind making the right decision for you. In this course, I really walk you through how to come out of this journey feeling confident and successful instead of confused and frustrated, which is what I find so many women go through and why I became a menopause doctor and why I created this course for you. If you want to learn more about the course, simply go to my website, heatherhirschmd.com slash course. There you can also find all the wonderful reviews and you can browse through all of the different lessons and the first one is free. So check it out today. Hey guys, welcome back. Today's episode is all on how to find a menopause doctor and or resources. So I've titled it how to find a menopause doctor, but throughout this episode, I also want to give you Dr. Heather Hirsch's favorite resources for education on all things menopause and midlife, because you know it is a black hole out there on the internet, especially when you find yourself in a Facebook group or even a Reddit thread in the middle of the night. You're deep on Amazon reading all the reviews for specific products. So I want to give you resources for the best sources of evidence-based menopause education, as well as tips on how to find a doctor, because this is probably the question that I get asked the very most. Can you be my doctor or how can I find a doctor near me? So I want to start with, of course, plugging myself, but if you're listening to this podcast, I have a clear assumption you may already be listening to some of my or reading some of my other resources, but just a couple other places quickly without spending too much time on this that you can find resources from me include my new YouTube channel, and that is called Health by Heather Hirsch, or you can go in and type Heather Hirsch MD. I release new videos every Friday and topics vary from perimenopause to menopause and all things in between, but you get to see me wave my hands around and talk. And there's links that are really easy to access to some of the resources that I talk about on my YouTube channel. Uh, secondary to that, I also have an ebook, and the ebook is great because it's it's called How to Help Me on My Menopause Journey. And in my ebook, which is only $7.99, you can get that on my website, heatherhirschmd.com, or on my Instagram, which is at hormone.health.doc, in the link in the bio. And the ebook covers a lot of the basics about perimenopause and menopause. It includes a sample letter to your doctor that you 
you can use uh, to start opening the conversation. It includes some of the most commonly prescribed uh, medication options that your doctor can review with you. It includes certain lab values that I think are really important. So you can download that and bring it to your doctor. That's an excellent way to also start talking about to your doctor about uh, menopause. I also have an affiliate link to a Amazon store, which includes some of my favorite supplements and over-the-counter products or just cooling products for menopause uh, that you can browse through. And I will link my Amazon link down below. You don't have to buy through my Amazon link, but certainly that does help support my hobbies such as podcasting and YouTube. So you can check those all out there. All right. You know a lot about my stuff if you've been listening to this podcast for a while. If not, you know, welcome. And we're so excited to have you here. Another thing that you can do is share this valuable information with your friends and family that you know will find helpful or that you know are uh, searching for answers to these commonly asked questions about perimenopause and menopause. Because the internet is a black hole of information, what you really want is evidence-based facts and evidence-based sources of information. And all evidence-based really means it's a fancy term for this, this, these ideas are supported by really good peer-reviewed research. And many experts in this field agree on uh, the principles of management. So that's really what evidence-based means. All right. Now to move on to how to find a menopause doctor. All right, you can absolutely see me. I would love to see you. Now I work at the Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm faculty at Harvard Medical School. If you want to see me, you need to have your first visit with me in the office in Boston. And after that, you can go back to wherever it is that you live and we can do telemedicine after that. Now, as of this recording, which is early 2021, it is not a great time to travel. And so that is super frustrating. I know if it's me that you want to see, but I promise you there's many other wonderful uh, experts out there that I'm going to help you find. Now, you can do a virtual visit with me as your first visit if and only if you live in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, or Rhode Island, and that's because I have telemedicine licenses in those three states. The reason I can't go outside of that has to do with uh, malpractice and not having licenses to see patients in other states, and the way that I can see if you don't live in the state, for example, I have a lovely patient who comes to see me, who came to see me from Nevada. She actually had family in the Northeast. She she saw me and then she went back and that uh, allows her to be my patient from now on because I've seen her once in Boston. Um, but if your first visit uh, with me is um, uh, not via telemedicine, it's, it's got to be in the office. The number to my office, in case you're interested, is 617-732-9300, option three, if you would like to see me. I am so lucky I've seen so many of you from this podcast and from my YouTube channel. That is so wonderful. It really encourages and motivates me to keep doing these types of media and and putting these resources out into the world because, you know, ultimately I can then do the, the, the what's really the most helpful, which is to see you on an individualized basis. All right, another option besides for me is to find a NAMS doctor. Now, NAMS stands for the North American Menopause Society. I talk about it here on this podcast all the time. It is the governing body of all things 
all things evidence-based, menopause and perimenopause, and everything surrounding sexual health and midlife here in the United States. There is an International Menopause Society, and there are uh, the British Menopause Society and other menopause societies if you live outside the United States, which many of my listeners do. But here in the United States, it is NAMS, the North American Menopause Society. NAMS practitioners have passed a menopause test, a fairly rigorous test, and they have to stay up to date with their menopause CME, which stands for Continuing Medical Education, by getting at least 60 menopause-related CMEs over the course of three years and typically have to attend at least one of the national meetings within those three years. And at the national meetings, we have days and hours of menopause education. So these doctors should be really knowledgeable above uh, and beyond maybe your internist, family medicine doctor, or local gynecologist who may uh, not know the exact answers to your questions or if you find their answers unsatisfactory, then you want to go next to a NAMS doctor. Now, the best way to do this by far is to go to menopause.org. Menopause.org is NAMS's website. And when you pull up menopause.org, if you've got your phone, you can do this right now. They've got a great way to view it on the phone. Or if you're on a laptop, you can do this as well. You're going to see that over on the right-hand side of that home screen, it says for women. Under that for women, it says find a doctor. You can click on that link and then you can search by zip code. This is wonderful. And in fact, every time I get this question and people are not close enough to come to see me or simply would prefer to not have to travel, I highly, highly recommend uh, the menopause.org website so that you can find a provider and search by your zip code. Now, there are so many excellent physicians in NAMS and who are NAMS uh uh, either physicians or uh, physicians assistants, um, nurse practitioners who are just as knowledgeable as me and just as passionate about women's health as me, I 100% assure you. Many of these folks are colleagues of mine, have become good friends of mine. I have known over the years by attending the NAMS meetings, and I know that they practice very similar to me. NAMS physicians can be in any specialty. They tend to be within internal medicine, family medicine, OBG, sometimes also psychology and psychiatry, pelvic floor physical therapy. We also, of course, have many allied healthcare providers in NAMS, like uh, physician's assistants and nurse practitioners, as I mentioned. Um, But there's so many folks involved in NAMS that menopause.org is a great, great place for you to find a doctor near you. This is the number one question I get from women who find me via social media is how can I find a menopause doctor like you? That is the answer, menopause.org. It is also a place where many of renowned researchers and scientists and uh, experts and professors in their uh, different institutions uh, is also their home, many of whom I have learned from and who are mentors to me. So you are in excellent, excellent hands. When you find a uh, NAMS doctor, North American Menopause Society certified practitioner, you do just want to make sure that they are going to prescribe you FDA approved medications. Now that's clearly what NAMS stands for. And there is a ton of evidence-based research presented each year at the meetings about the importance of using FDA approved products. Uh, sidebar, except for testosterone, which typically has to be compounded because it is not FDA approved in the United States. But 
I say this because there isn't a governing body that goes through all the menopause practitioners and uh, double checks their work. So it is up to you because occasionally I will get a message from someone who said, I did see an AMS doctor, uh, but they tried to prescribe me either a pellet injection or a compounded treatment. Um, and I remember you saying, Dr. Hirsch, to use FDA approved treatment. And so, you know, I really strongly encourage the use of FDA approved options because they are well studied. They are very efficacious. They are very safe. And we have a lot of evidence based data to back up those products where we don't and can't say the same thing for compounded uh, prescriptions, especially uh, including pellet injections. At the menopause website, there is it is chock full of some excellent resources. They uh, over on that right hand side where you can look for a doctor is the menopause guidebook, and there's also a NAMS video series that is very patient centric and really good for you to watch and view if you are finding yourself really confused and you want a place to look for really good Dr. Hirsch approved information. Menopause.org also has a channel on YouTube that you can check out. You can search under the North American Menopause Society for that. Now, if you certainly want to start with your local doctor and your local gynecologist, you absolutely can. And I do recommend this step because certainly I don't want to make the assumption that uh, everyone is under treat, under um, educated in terms of menopause education, but that is just a commonality. And this is actually not your physician's fault. It really is more of a system error in the way uh, doctors and clinicians are trained, and it has to do with medical education and training and residency training and time and just all the things that those clinicians have to learn. But certainly starting with your internist or gynecologist is helpful because if you do that, uh, certainly they're going to start to get the message that they are getting a lot of questions about menopause and they don't know the answers. So they're going to end up seeking out uh, more education. And every year hospitals and clinicians meet and talk about uh, what kind of extra CME courses they want. So if you keep demanding you want more med- education on menopause, uh, that will then hopefully inspire and encourage them to continue on with getting CMEs in their uh, institution, ask for grand round speakers, ask for experts to come in. And again, you can always use my my ebook, if you would like, is a great place to start on talking to your doctor about menopause. You usually don't need a referral to see a NAMS doctor. You can just find one yourself. I would recommend calling their office, seeing if they take your insurance, and then go ahead and booking an appointment from there. Another great resource that is actually also from NAMS is the MenoPro app. So I would encourage you, if you want to go to your app store, to download this app called the MenoPro app. When you download it, there's a section for clinicians and there's a section for patients. And so this is such a wonderful app and a wonderful tool that you can arm yourself with when you go to the doctor, uh, because if your doctor doesn't have it downloaded and you do, you can show it to him or her and help them walk through uh, helping you start to get treatment if they are okay with doing so, if they're okay with proceeding, if they know enough that uh, they're, they want to help you and they can use this app and use their uh, other clinician handbooks to help them. 
The app is really easy to use. You really just plug in yes or no questions about health conditions you have, uh, family history, OB history, smoking history, um, and then it kind of pulls up some medications that might be uh, a viable option for you. And then again, which is really nice, you can use it in conjunction with your provider who is using it as well and has the clinician set up and you've got the patient set up and it can really help you hone in on a treatment option that is good for you. Now, of course, the downside is this is an app, so it's not a human, uh, but it's a great, great resource to start with. Another place that you can look for wonderful evidence-based research is from a nonprofit organization of which almost all of the members of this nonprofit organization, myself included, are part of NAMS. So it's a little bit of a branch of NAMS. There's, you know, a dotted line. It's not directly connected. And this group is called AHA, Advancing Health After Hysterectomy. And the website for this is called empowerher.com. And I'm going to spell that E-M-P-O-W-H-E-R.com. Now, of course, advancing health after hysterectomy is a great resource for women who've had hysterectomies. So I would certainly encourage you to start there if you've had your uterus removed, which the medical term for that is hysterectomy. If you still have your intact uterus, this is not a website necessarily for you, although you're welcome, of course, as always, to breeze through it. AHA was a nonprofit organization started, I believe, in around 2014 by a select uh few clinicians who felt very, very strongly about the benefits of hormone therapy, particularly in women who have had their uterus removed, um, which is a hysterectomy, because the benefits of hormone therapy vastly outweigh the risks. And women who've had a hysterectomy can take estrogen only. They don't need a progesterone. This is because the main role of progesterone is to protect your intact uterus. You don't have one anymore. You don't need any progesterone. And there are different outcomes for women who take estrogen-only hormone therapy compared to women who take estrogen plus progesterone hormone therapy, which you must use a progesterone if you have an intact uterus. So AHA was started by these clinicians who really, really, really believed in the benefit of hormone therapy uh, for all women, but in particular found that women who had a hysterectomy were being uh, very mistreated. So this group has grown over the last couple of years. I am now really proud and excited to be a member of this team of elite physicians and scientists and thought leaders in uh, AHA. So you can check out the website um, empowerher.com, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-H-E-R.com for more information on that. If you are a clinician, listen up. If you are a clinician who's listened to this podcast, because I know many clinicians do, and I love all your messages and appreciate how helpful you find this, AHA is going to be launching a really exciting CME-focused educational program for a select group of clinicians who want to learn hormone therapy. And you kind of get to walk through learning how to do hormone therapy with one of the members from AHA over the course of three to six months and then really get off the ground running. I'm really excited to be a part of this. And this is a grant founded by Pfizer. And we are all very excited about the opportunities to expand education to clinicians who want to learn more specifically about menopause management. 
If you want to learn about this, I want you to go ahead and contact me directly. There's many ways to do so. You can go on my website. You can contact me there. You can leave a comment under this podcast. You can go on my Instagram at hormone.health.doc or my Twitter at Heather Hirsch MD and find any way you can to leave me a message. There's plenty of ways. Please leave me a message because I will get back to you on how I can help you get enrolled in that special program for a select few physicians for 2021. All right, there is two or three other really great resources for menopause education that I want to point you to. The first one is called speakingofwomenshealth.org. This website, speakingofwomenshealth.org, is a part of and and run by my mentor, Dr. Holly Thacker, who is the menopause director of the Specialized Center for Women's Health at the Cleveland Clinic and fellowship director for the uh, Women's Health Fellowship, which I completed and went through from 2014 to 2016. Speaking of Women's Health is a wonderful, wonderful source of information. Not only does uh, Dr. Thacker and her team include really timely updates on their website on recent news and reports, but it also has great, great links to other Cleveland Clinic um, topics you might be interested, you know, like fibromyalgia or infertility or PCOS, um, pregnancy complications, etc. It has lots of recipes, exercises, mindfulness tips, and is a wonderful, rich source of information. Speaking of women's health, it was, has been named one of the top 10 women's health blogs for the last few years. And really, I stand behind this as a wonderful source of information. When you are up at 1am looking for menopause education, that's where I would recommend you go. Another website is called madamovary.com, M-A-D-A-M-E-O-V-A-R-Y.com. Another great resource and blog on all things women's health, uh, the founder of whom is also a part of AHA, and so really a great source of evidence-based information there. And another site that you guys really like on YouTube is Menopause Barbie, and this is Barbara Taylor's um uh, YouTube channel on all things menopause. I think this is an excellent resource. She and I uh, do seem to have a lot of the same opinions on many of the things that I've talked about here. So I think if you like my uh, podcasts, you will also find her information really in step with what I've been saying as well. Now, I also want to recommend two different types of resources for mental health and sexual health. So going off a little bit from menopause. The first is if you are looking for a mental health provider, I want to tell you a quick trick I use for my patients on how to find one. Now, perhaps you want a mental health provider because you're having increased anxiety or depression in midlife or at menopause. And this is so common because this is the time in a woman's life where she's climbing to the peak of her career. She has maybe young children, nieces or nephews, uh, elderly parents, a house, a pet, a partner. Everything is culminating and at the same time having a lot of physiologic changes in hormone levels, which really can bring about a lot of anxiety and depression. Now, certainly mood disorders can be helped with uh, prescriptions, but also if we're thinking about uh, lifestyle, cognitive behavioral therapy is certainly my number one recommendation. You can do this with a social worker, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, and 
I cannot, I do not have enough time in this podcast to go over the benefits of having a professional uh, outside uh, influence helping you with that cognitive behavioral feedback and changing your mindset on your barriers, helping you reduce your depression and anxiety, and sometimes even your sleep hygiene and your insomnia. The best way that I do this for my patients is I go to psychologytoday.com. Psychologytoday.com is the website where you can, again, similar to the menopause website, search under, there's a huge search bar. If you scroll down just a little bit under, you know, find a provider in your area, type in your uh, zip code or your um uh, uh, town, and it's going to pull up a long list of uh, that culmination of psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, social workers, etc. From there, they usually each person's profile has a lot of information in it, including what's really important, which is what insurance they take and their phone number. So when I have a patient, because a lot of people will come see me from a few hours away, I will pull this up, search by zip code, see if I can find someone that carries their insurance. That's always ideal. If not, fine. It's just a little bit more costly. And look up their phone number or their email address. And I say, here is a couple, you know, see if you like their background, if they specialize in, you know, either it's uh, binge eating or it's sexual health or sex counseling or anxiety or depression or adjustment disorder, um, and email them, see about their availability. So you can do all of that on psychologytoday.com. Another place that I highly recommend for a sexual health, especially issues with desire, and then some about arousal and desire is the Rosie app. So R-O-S-Y. This app was founded by my good friend, Dr. Lindsay Harper, an OBGYN in Texas. We actually did a whole podcast together um, probably 10 or 20 ago, and you can listen to that. She talks about why she founded this app, um, a, you know, a whole 30 minutes on exactly what's in the app and how it helps with sexual health. But this is a great non-prescription, you know, resource for you to start with, for you to use to work on some of those uh, issues around sexual health. It is uh, a wonderful resource of information, and I'm lucky enough I'm going to be collaborating with her soon, hopefully on some menopause and sexual health focused. But this is a great app for any woman of all ages, and it covers so much about education um, and tips and tricks for desire and other sexual health issues. So wonderful source of information there. And the last place that I want to send you to or recommend is for bone information. And I'm long overdue on a bone a podcast. Um, but in the meantime, I want to recommend the National Osteoporosis Foundation website, nof.org. We don't talk about bones enough, and that's on me. We should. So I'm going to make sure I put that on my list. But if you do have a bone health question, especially about medical treatment options, I want you to check out nof.org. This is, again, all evidence-based sources so that you know you are going to the experts to look for information. Now, when you get to the NOF website, I want you to scroll down to the bottom, and on the left-hand side, there's a whole uh, patient section area. And that's where when you click on that, you're going to find a ton of information and resources valuable to you as a patient thinking about your bones, why it's important, and the treatment options available to you.
And quick plug, I go over all of this in my course as well. So I really, I, I do think my course is excellent. <laughs> of course, I would think that I've been working at it, but I recently updated it. I took all of the information that um, the first group of women gave me when they went through the course in 2020 and updated it. So it's got better visuals, better audio, better diagrams, and it's just a really great just rich source of information. It's literally like sitting with me in my office for like six hours talking about everything. So, but again, the website that I'd want you to check out for Bones is nof.org. All right, guys, that was a lot of information, but I wanted to dedicate this week's topic to how to find a doctor and what are the best resources for me. I have to say I have gone through some of the Facebook groups and looked at some of the questions and answers, and I do think that there is value, good value in finding people who are going through the same things as you. But I do just want to throw out a warning that you want to make sure you're getting evidence-based information from a clinician, ideally, because they're really going to understand better how to respond to specific questions. And also, you know, results vary. Individualization is key. And so even in these chats, I think sometimes uh, what I see is the uh, effect of someone posting something and saying, this worked wonderfully for me. And you get so much social proof from that, that, you know, everyone wants to make sure they get the same thing. But you really have to recognize first, it's got to be FDA approved. You've got to be safe. You've got to understand the real risks and benefits. Benefits. Um, and w- something that works for your neighbor or your friend or your Facebook friend surely might not work for you. So I really, really can't say enough about all the resources given in this episode because I know that they are backed by research and evidence-based information and clinicians who uh, in their heart have responsibility and want to keep you safe and thriving at the same time at midlife and in menopause. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening into this podcast. Please share, share any of these episodes you love with friends, with family, with a coworker, anyone who needs to hear it. We're going to get the word out if we do this together. And this podcast has grown because of you. And I say that over and over again, and it is really, really true. I thank you so much for listening in every week and being excited for a new episode. You know, every new episodes come out every Wednesday. Please, if you have a minute, please leave this podcast a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast because that really helps other women want to download and listen to the show. All right, guys, thank you so much as always. And I can't wait to see you next week. And in the meantime, feel free to browse through all of these resources that I just mentioned. See you then. Bye.